Welcome to the podcast, Happy and Single. I'm your host, Joseph Anderson. You can find me on Instagram at the It's Possible Guy. And today is episode 20 of Happy and Single. How cool is that? We've, we've made it to 20 episodes so far. And the title of this episode is How Do I Get Over a Past Relationship? Now, there's a couple different areas that we, we may talk about today in a past relationship. I don't just even mean people you've been like in an exclusive relationship with. I mean almost anybody that you felt like it could have worked out with. There's, there's something so powerful and healing that I've noticed, especially this last week as I've looked back on some of the different experiences I've had in my life. And you know, one of the thoughts that kind of comes to me is, and that can be super helpful, many of the relationships in your life didn't work out because, like, well, I was thinking about it the other day. I was actually thinking about some different past relationships that I've had and why they didn't work out. And I was trying to, I was trying to you know, probably relive a little bit of those moments and kind of contemplate, you know, some of the stuff that went on at that time. But the really simple answer that came to me is that, that Heavenly Father actually stopped most of those. He stopped me from going forward because they weren't the right thing. But how do we move forward even when we feel it is the right thing? How, how do we get over past relationships? I don't think we do. Like, there's, there's so much. Well, I don't think we do in the sense of the traditional way that people talk about it. You don't just choose to get over a relationship. You have created this relationship with this person over a certain amount of time. And you've also built it up in your head to, and think about this relationship in a certain way. It usually just doesn't happen overnight. I think the only time when you really get over a relationship, like, you know, thinking about them hardly at all, is oftentimes when you find somebody new. It's going to be really hard until something actually comes in your life that you're like, oh, okay, cool. This actually looks just as good or, so, or close to as good as this other relationship that I was in. Well, what if we didn't make it so hard on ourselves? Like, what if we stopped trying to force ourselves to get to that point faster than we're ready? So much of our life, if you just trust yourself and trust your own, trust what the Spirit and Heavenly Father is telling you, trust your inner wisdom, whatever you want to call it, you're going to do much better than if you trust any expert. Myself included. The only thing I want you to pay attention to in these is basically forget everything you know and trust that and trust that still small voice. That's it. It really does work. And at the same time, for whatever reason, well-meaning friends, well-meaning um, counselors, advisors, and everyone else will They'll try to give you a lot of different things. They'll tell you you should be okay. You, 
you have to go, you know, do certain things. It'll make you okay. But at the end of the day, you're, you're already okay. There is nothing wrong with you because you're out of a relationship. The only thing wrong is that you think you have to do certain things to be okay. When the right thing comes to you, you will do it. It's like we struggle so often to make these decisions in our lives when we don't even have to make the decision. Why do you have to choose right now in this very moment to get over the person that you were previously with? Where does it say that in the book? It seems really backwards. And I know some people will disagree with me on this, but I probably, I probably should say that on every single episode because it's the truth. And it's okay. You don't have to do anything. You just kind of have to accept where you're at. Whatever that means to you. From my own experience, I have noticed that the times I've had a girl in my life that I am super fond of and that I really care for, especially those that you feel really connected with and you feel that it might go somewhere, I found that it it's not until the next girl comes into my life that I'm really over the last one. You know, and for some people that could go for like, they could be over them in a day and others they could be over them in a week and others they could be over them in month or months and others could be over them in years. Stop looking to experts to tell you how to live your life. You will know just even in, in your body. You will know in the feeling you have inside when you're ready. When you meet somebody else that you really connect with and that has even a little bit of what you're looking for, then you'll know that you might want to explore that. That doesn't mean you're over your last relationship. It just means that you want to explore this new thing. What if it was okay? You know, we act like we have to pick one thing and there's like this certain moment that we get over things. That hasn't been my experience. I think we get over things the same way we get two things. A relationship grows, right? It's like, first of all, you notice somebody, there's something about them that you're like, oh, wow, I'd really like to get, this, get to know this person more. And so you walk up and you start talking to them and you, you might even flirt a little bit. And then if the flirting goes well, then you'll, you might ask him on a date. And, and it might even be just a simple date. Like one of the ones I enjoy is just taking a girl for ice cream. 
Because after that hour, or however long, you'll know that, oh, cool, I want to see this person more, or it wasn't there. It saves money, there's no pressure, there's... And it's just chill. I mean, you could go to ice cream by yourself, or you could go ice cream with someone else. Well, then if that ice cream date goes well, then you take them on, an, uh, you know, maybe a, a date that's either nicer or it takes a little bit more time. It's so funny, as, as I'm sitting here, I'm just kind of realizing some of the times that I've kind of followed that and some of the times that I haven't. It's like I've taken, you know, some girls on some really, really cool, like more creative dates, like super creative dates. And one of the times that I did it, I really, really, like, I'd gotten to know the girl. Like, we were starting to spend time together. I was over at her house. We were enjoying each other. And then I spent time planning this really cool date. Well, there was another time that I just kind of met this girl. We kind of talked a little bit. And then I planned also this, like, really, really creative date. And looking back, it might have been too much. It really might have. I, I'm just, I, I'm sitting here. That, that's the coolest part about these podcasts is I'm taught as I do this, as long as my mind is open for whatever's coming through. So there, there is a balance and only you will know that. But then after that really cool date, if it, if it goes really well, then you'll, you'll move into more dates and more dates and you'll start spending more time with them until the point that you want to, see where this goes then you'll go exclusive with them and call them your your girlfriend or your boyfriend well and then if that goes well people get into an engagement and then if that goes well people get married well, the thing that occurs to me is it's almost like you're building this tower, right? In a relationship and creating a relationship. Well, by that same form, the, the higher that tower was, it might be more challenging for you to get out of a relationship. You know, if you've gotten to the point that you're exclusive and it's going to take a certain level to get to come back down to yourself. You know, and I'm kind of even imagining, like, if you built this large castle, this beautiful, beautiful castle, and even if you wanted to destroy it, it would take a while. So while I'm not saying that it takes as long to destroy the castle as it, ta as it did to build the castle, and I'm not even saying you have to destroy the castle, Maybe sometimes it is so much because we put so much effort and hope, especially into that relationship, that we do want it to work out. Now, that being said, you can just let the castle be. There's a lot of things that you learned in creating that castle that may be helpful in other relationships. But if you're not wanting to leave the castle, if you're not wanting, and if you're not wanting to destroy the castle, that's okay too. You get to stay 
and you get to live in the feeling of your last relationship as long as you like. And that is your choice. And anybody that tells you, hey, you need to move on, you got to get on with your life. If part of that resonates and rings true to you, then you can explore it. And if it doesn't ring true to you, you don't have to. And when I say explore it, I mean, do whatever it is for you that settles you. Because when you are settled, you see clearly. You know, one of the thoughts I had last night is just, especially when I get a little bit overwhelmed with the day or I'm not sure the next step to take, I'm just sitting and reading a book because that settles me. It settles me and it takes me to the place where I can listen to what Heavenly Father wants to say to me. You can't force yourself to settle. It just doesn't work. You can't force yourself to go to sleep. You can't force yourself to stay awake. And if you try either, you'll actually do the opposite. You try to force yourself to get to sleep at night, won't happen. You try to force yourself to stay awake on the road, it, it makes it really rough. We can't force ourselves to settle. We can't force ourselves to get over a relationship. So maybe we should just stop trying and be happy where you are. And when I say happy, I don't, I don't mean like happy-go-lucky. I just mean be where you are. When you are present and when there's, there is nothing wrong in the present moment, in most cases. Present is just the present. You know, and, and many times... You know, going on to something else here that many times people have been in bad relationships. They've been in relationships where they've been physically or verbally abused or or raped or other things that have happened to them. And first off, I'm I'm really sorry that somebody did that to you. I'm, I'm really sorry for you that that happened in your life. And if that's been the case for you, 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 may have some, you may have some healing that you feel needs to be done. But I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to save you guys tons of money here and help you understand. Um, there's a book that I keep mentioning on these podcasts called The Artist Way. And what it really is... It's a couple different things, but it, there is definitely an aspect of like journal therapy. And as I've done this book, I'm on like the eighth or ninth week or something. It has been incredible to see what has been brought to my mind to see. Like in this morning before I did it, I even said a prayer that Heavenly Father would just guide and direct me. And I know this example isn't going to relate to abuse, but for whatever reason, it's coming to my mind and take it for what it's worth. There, there's so many events that happened in our past. And this next one that I'm going to share is kind of silly, but, but it actually did. Like it, it came to me this morning. 
when I was probably seven, I, I broke a glass bottle in a sandbox. And, and because of that, I was punished. And I was grounded and I wasn't able to go to this pioneer day, which, which is basically like these little four or five pioneer homes when we used to live in Provo, Utah. And for whatever reason, I never forgot that. <laughs> I, I never forgot that. And it's amazing because it came to me this morning and I'd kind of looked at this as my dad being a little bit harsh and be like, oh, that's not cool. And, and it just occurred to me, like, I was, I, I was almost laughing as I did this this morning. And I was like, oh, my goodness. That was just my dad trying to teach me and, like, show me, hey, like, the difference between right and wrong. Which, that's what he's instructed to do. You know, every parent is instructed to teach their kid the best that they can. And all he was trying to instill in me is, like, hey, you can't do stuff like that. And, I mean, I... I mean, think about all the people that could have got hurt in that sandbox. I mean, glass, breaking glass in a sandbox is kind of a little bit big deal. And it's probably a giant pain to clean up. And I saw it so differently. And I saw other things. Like just, I saw all these things that my dad had done. Like, you know, no, nothing, nothing horrible. But he always just wanted to help me. And I don't, and I don't know who that was for. That was that was a bit off, a bit off topic there. But actually, coming back to the topic, whatever way that we're currently seeing the world is how we're going to show up. If I look at that experience as, oh my goodness, my dad was this horrible, terrible person that didn't let me go to these pioneer homes. Ironically, I actually lived in Utah plenty of times after that. And like summers and other stuff, and I never went. <laughs> like I never, I, I never went to that little pioneer thing. But because I couldn't do it when I was seven, it was a big deal. We make up all kinds of stories, and oftentimes we make up the worst stories. As I've mentioned before, I, I have been many people's worst state. Maybe not many, but I've definitely been some. And it wasn't intentional. It was just from the place I was coming from. You know, I had, I had a, a, a friend sharing with me a horrible date that she went on. And so I, I shared with her. And if you've already heard this story, then I'm sorry. But it kind, of, it kind of resonates today. Like, I was on this, I was on this date with this girl. And, and I'd ask her if she was going to serve a mission for our church. And she said no. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. This date's pretty much done. Like that, I, I don't remember the exact words I used, but that was definitely the feeling of it. I was like, oh, cool. Well, we're done here. I don't know. I'd always thought that I was just going to, I was going to marry a girl that had been, had served a mission for our church. Ironically, you know, one of the girls that uh, has connected with, with me the most since that time did not serve a mission. Actually, plenty of girls I've connected with since that time have not served a mission. But in that moment, it was, so, it was so real to me because that's what I felt. The irony of the whole situation is if she had gone on a mission for our church, I wasn't going to stick around and wait. <laughs> so I was like, I didn't even understand the question I was asking. And, and each of us does that. We, we, can, we can have that moment. Where somebody just says the exact wrong thing at the exact wrong time. 
and it messes with us. I, I had this experience even in coaching. So I've coached now for 18 years, but I went, I went through the certification program back in, oh, it's probably been about seven years now. So I mean, I've been coaching for a long time, but you know, somebody out there said, you got to get a certification to coach. You actually don't. And so I went through that experience. There was a lady that supervised one of my coaching calls that ripped me to shreds, like ripped me so bad that I was so just distraught. Like I was so sad. I actually just like lied in my bed because the lady basically just told me I knew nothing about coaching. At this time, I'd already coached for like 10 something years. But I didn't remember that. In that moment, it was, oh goodness, this lady that's got like 30 years on me, she knows more than I do. And she did. She, she broke me down for a good, it was at least a day and it might have been longer. I don't really remember. I mean, so much so, this was a certification program that I actually called and told the, the people that ran this certification program that that was not cool. Like, I was, I might have even written a letter. Like, I was really upset about this. Well, sometimes people are just having a bad day. And it doesn't matter what her situation was. The only thing that I have control over is me. The same way for you when you go on a bad date. I'm speaking more specifically to like somebody just like verbally mistreats you or is unkind. I'm not, I'm not speaking about abuse or taking advantage. Like that's, that's a different story, which I'll get into a minute, but you just have to understand that everybody is actually doing the best they know how given the thinking at the time. And sometimes the perfect storm is created and I, and I'm not immune from this like at all. I, I want you guys to understand. I mean, I believe in a higher power being heavenly father. I be, believe in a lower power, power, power. <laughs> I believe in a lower power being the adversary or Satan. And I believe he can kind of use his little network of minions, a third of the entire host to heaven to mess with us. And so he kind of, you know, and Screwtape Letters actually talks about this by C.S. Lewis of how they kind of network together. And it's like, oh, if you say this thing at the wrong time, it'll ignite my client. Or my, the, you know, the person that they're meant to or make miserable. Well, I mean, I had this experience just, what was it, a, a month ago. Like, I feel like there's quite a few things in my life that are just, you know, beginning to go in the right direction. Well, anytime we start playing a bigger game, the adversary sticks up his head and all his little minions. And I was playing basketball and I just felt really strange. Like, I felt really strange from the beginning of the day. I should have just stayed home. I really should have. And we were playing and all of a sudden, like something happened and a guy shoved me from behind and, and I was getting upset. And then I, and then I, this other guy said something to me and, and, and I, and I told him, don't ever talk to me like that again. And he said, shut your mouth. And, and now I'm not a fighter. I've never been in a fight in my life, unless you count like the fifth grade fight that happened with me and this kid on the elementary school playground where like not even a punch was thrown. I mean, I basically just, I was in karate at the time. He ran up behind me and I, and I just grabbed him and, and you know, when he rushed me and threw him on the ground, but that is my extent of fighting. Like 
I, and, and I did try to throw a punch back then, but it didn't land. <laughs> so I'm not even a fighter. But in that moment, what looked real to me when this guy told me to shut my mouth, I mean, back, back when I was a kid, like I struggled a lot. I was little, I was tiny, I was not strong in the slightest. Um, so back then when people picked on me and stuff like that, I could do nothing about it. These days, if somebody picks on me or like anywhere close, I mean, he wasn't picking on me. He just, he said, shut your mouth. Um, I don't, I don't put up with it. And there's something in me that just doesn't do that. And I was ready to punch him. Now, I've, like I said, I've never punched someone anywhere, let alone the face. Like, but in that moment, that's what seems so real. I mean, and then my thinking settled for a moment. And I just, and I exited the gym and just went out and sat in the foyer and actually just, just tried to calm down and read my scriptures. And the day didn't like it, especially the basketball experience. Like when I was in that state, I should have just gone home. It's like, there's a, there's a really funny, uh, how I met your mother. It's like when it's after 2am, nothing good happens. Just go home. And it's kind of like that for us. Like when we're in an unsettled place. We usually just need to get out of wherever we're at. I mean, unless unless you know how to settle yourself, like that's totally fine too. But if you just can't deal with the situation, it is okay to take yourself out of it. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, in that situation, that's what my, that's what the spirit was really telling me to do. It's like, hey, I don't know what's going on, but you're not really here today. Okay, cool. Let's let's go home. But I didn't make that choice. And, you know, fortunately, nothing horrible or terrible happened that day. I mean, I did get a slight ankle injury, but other than that, I was okay. But when we're not settled, we make horrible decisions. And the other part of that is when you're on a date with anybody, they're actually doing the best they know how. So when, when you do go on a bad date, don't make it into a thing. You can simply chalk it up to, oh, cool. Well, they were in their experience and living their, the feeling of their thinking in the moment. That's all they were doing. They actually, don't, they actually don't hate you. They don't wish you any ill will. And I think especially like one of the dates that I recently heard of that was, you know, the individual was fairly judgmental and rude. The more I heard in that and the more I've seen in my own life, I looked at it, even the person that they were on a date with, as they were just wanting also to find their person. And the more they talked to the person they were on a date with, the more they realized that it wasn't them. I think they were just frustrated. No, there's, there's, never, there's never a reason to be rude on a date. Like, you can say no. You can say, hey, I'd like to go home. But as far as just, you know, standing there and saying a bunch of rude things to a person, that, that's never called for. But also, if somebody does ask to ever be taken home, be gracious about it. Okay, cool. Yeah, we're, apparently we're not each other's people. All right. Well, thank you for the time you've given me. It, it's such a different experience, and it also doesn't come from a place of desperation. 
but we do, we have these bad dating experiences. So it like, t- it's almost like we feel it taints us and it taints our experience of dating. But if you understand that it's just a date, and if you haven't been on a bad date yet, you will. What if your experience of dating was just being with a person? And that you didn't have so many expectations and so much weight on this date. We do that. What if you could go into a date with a calm mind and a silent mind? And just be present with the person. It'd be a much better experience for you. It'd be a much better experience for them. And when you do go on a bad date, throw it in the pile of stuff. The, the, the pile may be of funny stories you can tell. But preferably don't put it in the pile of, oh no, this person didn't like me. And that means I'm going to be single. And I'm going to be unmarried for the rest of my life. Might not be a good pile to put it in. If you can just chalk it up to people are going to be people. And you're not always going to be everyone's cup of tea. And they're not going to be your cup of tea all the time. It's a lot more helpful and a lot more kind to yourself. I love the the phrase, have courage and be kind. From the Cinderella movie. I mean, it's such a beautiful phrase. I I can't believe it didn't exist before, and maybe it did. But have courage and be kind. Be kind and have courage. And I don't just mean be kind with the other person. Be kind with yourself. You go on a miserable date, it's a miserable date. Don't worry about it. Don't stress about it. Just let it be. Cool. You had a miserable date. You joined the club. We, we've all been on them. And like I said, if you haven't yet, you will. <laughs> we do. We put so many expectations on these dates. Oh my goodness. This experience is coming to my mind of... Actually, this is, this is actually a really good one. I, I wasn't sure why this was coming to my mind. but So there was this girl that I, I really liked. And we really connected. And this was probably like over 10 years ago. And I don't think this girl will ever hear this, but there's there's nothing bad in here about her. So this is about me. But we went out and we had a really good time. We went to, it was one of those situations, like I said before, about not taking him on really, really nice dates and first. Well, we did. Like, we went to a, a really nice Brazilian steakhouse. And uh, it's called, uh, I think it's called Tucanos up in, uh, up in Utah. So we went to this wonderful Brazilian steakhouse. And we had a wonderful time. Now, at the time, I was like, girls, girls, if you think you're sending signs to a guy, you need to send him like 10 times as, as much as you are, and they might see it. I'm not joking. They, they might see it. But I was super unsure of myself at the time. And this girl was, this girl was awesome. Like just most things that I was looking for in a person. 
And because, you know, I don't know if there's necessarily one for each of us, but I think there's every single person we date kind of resembles a certain one that we're looking for. And the closer we get to that one, the more we see and the more they become our person. But anyway, so we, we were on this date and we had a great time and then we went back to my place and, but like, we just kind of hung out and chilled. And then we went on the second date and the second date didn't, it was either second or third. I, I think it was a second. And the date did not go very well. Like we have a lot of expectations. We have so many expectations on dates. And according to my understanding, the date did not go very well. Okay, now girls, please do not send me hate mail. Like, when when do you hear this next part of this story? Because I, I truthfully did not understand. I really, 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 really did not understand what I'm about to do. So we'd gone and we'd played racquetball. And, and we had a good time. But it wasn't like... It wasn't like amazing time. It was a, it was like a really, it was a pretty good time. Well, I mean, in racquetball, like there's not that much time you're going to talk anyways. It's just, you're going to go, you're going to hit, hit, hit the ball and you're going to, you know, there's not as much time. And so it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't a horrible date and it wasn't an amazing date. We'll give it a six. We'll give it a six on a level of one to 10. And our first date had been so much better. Well, it's occurring to me now that she also had her own thinking on the date. I had my own thinking on the date. Well, I dropped her off and kind of pretty much had written it off. Like, oh, cool, this is over. But it wasn't, oh, cool, this is over. It was like, ah, I really wanted that to work out. And then when... When I got back to my place, I, I looked in the back seat of my car and there was your sweatshirt <laughs> or her sweater. So now what I did is, is the part that you're going to be like, Joseph, really? Come on. You need a dating coach. <laughs> but she left her sweater in the back of the car. I immediately turn around. I go to her car. I, I go to her house, I hand her a sweater, and I can't remember exactly what I said, but I basically said, hey, you left this in my car, bye. <laughs> I know now, I, I know now that that was, that was her way of basically saying, hey, I'd like to see you again. Like, don't, don't believe that every sign that you're throwing out a guy is getting. And also the same way, back to our topic of the day. If a guy has done something like that to you, don't worry about it. I can almost promise the guy was doing the best he knew how to. If he's taking you on anything beyond a first date, he's usually interested. Or he's pressured and guilted by family. Like, there, there's that too. Or, or even guilted and pressured by himself and, and other people. But honestly, like for the most part, he's really interested in seeing if it goes somewhere. So if you have had that type of bad experience where you've thrown out signs and you feel like you've shown him, 
I mean, it, here's a couple of the ones that have kind of worked for me, kind of, sort of, but not really. Um, a, a girl basically like said, hey, I really want to spend more time with you and get to know you. That's about as close as I got to getting the sign. I mean, before then, she was like hugging me all the time. She was like, uh, on my birthday and stuff, she, she came up to me and she, she'd come up and give me all these hugs and like, oh, I hope your birthday's the best. I mean, she did. Like, she laid it on pretty thick and I just, w w oblivious. If there, was a, if there was a dictionary picture, it would be me. Uh, when, it comes to, when it comes to girls. And so don't ever feel that like a guy intentionally insulted you by not picking up on your signs. Do you like a guy? Tell him. I mean, especially the more I've learned about life, like you don't have to do it that openly, but let's say, hey, like, I'd, I'd really love to spend time with you. Cool. Or you can invite him to do stuff with you one-on-one. -on -one. Like, hey, let's go for a hike. Let's go whatever it is that you enjoy. If you invite a guy to do something that basically you're just going to be doing anyways, and he knows, he knows ahead of time that it's just going to be you and him. Most guys are going to see into that. Well, <laughs> I mean, most guys, not, not me, but most guys. Actually, as, as, I get, as I get older and a little bit wiser, I, I did start to see that. And like I've, I've even turned down experiences where someone's like, hey, do you want to go do this with me? I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> because I knew what they were asking. Or even like the, hey, we're going to have, it's going to be me and this guy. And I, 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 want, I wanted you to go with my friend. And, and it's like, oh, so like in my head, you know, it's like, oh, a double date. Oh, no. Be honest and open with yourself. Be kind to yourself. You don't have to send yourself on a bunch of dates you hate, regardless of what anyone else has told you. Because that's when we start to hate dating. So anyways, we, we get all these ideas about like what things mean. It's like, oh, well, I put my sweater in his car. And he brought immediately back to me, that means that he's wants nothing to do with me. No. <laughs> it, it meant that this guy was so in his head and had no idea what was going on in the world that he did something really stupid. <laughs> That's what it meant. What if you could just chalk it up to that? Anytime a guy was rude to you, anytime anything like that ever happened, it's like these days when somebody flips you off on the road, well, that person's having a bad day. That person's experiencing, and he's so caught up in his thinking and all the stuff going on in his own life that he needs to do that. I think every single one of us gets in a space and a place where our thinking's out of whack. So, I mean, that being said, now going to the other part of this, The part where I found that for some people it's super hard to heal is when there's been physical, verbal, or sexual abuse. First off, um, that's never called for. If you're experiencing it right now and you just happen to be listening to this podcast, please get out. Pick up your stuff, get the heck out of the house, and yeah. Just don't. I, I, I know this may be hard for you to hear. I, I know. And, and, I, and especially if you're in a relationship and you're listening to this, I have no idea how you got here. 
But this, if you're looking for your sign to get out of your relationship, when somebody's beating you or sexually abusing you, you get out now. I'm giving you permission right now. This, this is as if God himself says, hey, you have permission. Get out now. Did I say it enough times? I, I don't care what you're thinking. I don't care what you think they can do. It's really hard for you to be, for you to be able to listen and hear what your path and, and hear, what, hear what God has for you on your path. If you're in that situation, get out. You know, I saw, I saw the coolest story. It was actually on this movie called 17 Miracles. I think it's 17 Miracles. It's a lot of miracles, however many it is. It was about this lady that she was over in England. This was probably back in the 1800s or so. And her husband was super abusive and would always hurt her. And she came across the church and she decided that it was time to get out. It was time to get away. And there's this, <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing in that like happy laugh as I think about this because um, she takes all her stuff, takes all her kids, and, and she goes and gets on this train. And then her, like her husband had come home drunk and he wakes up in a bit of a stupor and, and actually follows her, follows her and goes to the train. Like she's a little bit nervous. And as he boards the train, he walks by, he looks straight in her eyes and he doesn't see her. Whatever is holding you in an awful relationship, Heavenly Father and your higher power does have the power to get you out. Um, he really will. I, I, I know that's hard to believe. And I know you think if you get out that you're not going to have a way out. You will. You have people in your corner that will, do any, that will do anything for you or you will find people in your corner. But if you choose to stay in that relationship, that is your choice. I normally say don't follow my advice. Follow this one. Especially if right now what I am saying to you, you are feeling deeply inside your body, that warm, light feeling. This is for you. Now I feel we can get back to what I was talking about. Like I said, this, this podcast is... Basically, me and Heavenly Father, and he's the one that with all the good parts. <laughs> so if you have been in an abusive relationship, this is the part that may be a little bit challenging for you to hear. So I'm going to start it off with a quote. Mind is the intelligence of all things. Consciousness makes you aware. And thought is like the rudder of a ship. It guides you through life, and if you learn to use the, that rudder properly, you can guide your way through life far better than you ever imagined. You can go from one reality to another. You can find your happiness, and when illusionary sadness comes from memories, you don't try to figure it out. Please don't try to do that. 
you'll get yourself in trouble. All you have to do is realize that it's thought. The second you realize that it's thought, you are touching the very essence of psychological experience. You're back to the now. You're back to happiness. So don't get caught up on a lot of details. Now, having worked with people that have been through like serious stuff in their lives, I mean, like the stuff that sexual abuse, like different different types of things like that, physical, verbal, mental, like all those abuses. I do not condone it whatsoever. And the people that did this to you, I, I believe that they should get justice as it is served. They should have never did what they did and they should have never taken away from you your most what's most important to you. That being said, unless you're still in the experience, which I already spoke to, you're only reliving the feeling of your thinking. Let me say that again. You're only reliving the feeling of your thinking in this moment as you're talking, as you're listening to me. You are not being abused. You're not being any of those things. That experience happened X amount of time ago. In most cases, regardless of whatever the guy said to you, it is not your fault. It never was your fault. And even if you felt that inner voice and the spirit say to you, like, don't go out with this person, it still wasn't your fault. Anytime a, a man takes advantage of a woman in any sense of those ways, it is not her fault. In the same way, I, I know it's very rare, but in rare circumstance, when a woman takes advantage of a man, it's not his fault. You did not do that. Now, that being said, you are the one still carrying it. It's as if somebody has been stoned but only to the point they're, they're fairly hurt and they're fairly injured. And they decide to pick up all of those stones and carry them around for the rest of their life. That's what you're doing when you continue to feel this experience over and over and over. And when you continue to allow it to, to control your life. From, from what I understand, rape is a form of control. It has nothing to do with sex. It's a form of control. And they were seeking to control your life then because of whatever was going on in their head. Don't let them keep doing it now. In one of those moments, I, I'm, not, I'm not telling you to go back to this moment right now, just to clarify. 
But in one of those moments when your thinking takes you back to that horrible place where that horrible atrocity happened, at that same moment, when you remember, I want you to just come back to thinking and feeling about something that you really love and you enjoy. And you will notice a difference. That man can have no more influence over you. Because he's not there. It's only the thought and the thinking that passes through your head that keeps him alive. It's almost like, it's almost like seeing a really scary horror movie. One that includes all of the things that you went through. And then going back in the theater and seeing it over and over and over and over. Depending at the level you feel that and you experience that, it would probably make you numb. Or it would make you feel just horrible. But either one of those is not what you want. And regardless of whatever's going through your head, you don't have to let yourself go back there. We don't control our thoughts, but we do influence them. You have the power, you have the ability to be done with this experience forever. You are not doing any good. You are not serving any worthy purpose by holding on to these feelings. Some people are like, no, I've got to hold on to this because this happened to me and they took this from me. No, you are not. You are not serving anybody by holding on to these negative feelings. There's, there's a beautiful story that comes to my mind from there is this lady and she was in. She was in one of these uh, concentration camps. And when she got out, she went about preaching about forgiveness. And then one day, she noticed that one of the men in the back that was one of the guards at one of the camps. And she thought to herself, I'm here preaching about forgiveness. But how in the world can I preach about forgiveness when my sister died in that concentration camp. And then she said a prayer and said, all right, Heavenly Father, I'll put out my hand and I'll say, I forgive you. And you give me the feeling. And as she put out her hand, she says, brother, I forgive you beautiful feeling came over her and she said, with all my heart. If she can forgive when her own sister was killed and when horrible things happened to her in the concentration camp, you can forgive too. I'm not saying that you have to still open yourself up to those experiences. Like, I mean, you still have to have those safeguards in place of 
you still have to have those safeguards in place. Like if if you feel bad about going out with a guy, don't do it. And this and the same form. Everybody has their own boundaries and everybody has their own morals. But what if what if whatever they are trying to do is crossing your boundaries and your morals of what you're comfortable with, and you tell them to stop and they don't? Ladies, there is something very handy that you can do. You can first of all tell him no. And if if he doesn't stop within a few seconds, you can yell no. He still doesn't stop. You can take your knee. You, you just knee the guy right between the legs, and he will drop like a sack of potatoes. You know, it's it's funny. Like even on sports, I, I was just thinking of watching a, a soccer match recently. This guy got blasted with the ball right there, and he dropped pretty quickly. <laughs> like you have to respect yourself, and there is nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with it. If a guy doesn't respect you, if he's, if, if he's doing things that are contrary to what you're comfortable with, do it. And then get out. You know, and if it, I mean, and if it happens to be even in your apartment, still get out. Call the cops. Go, go stay in your car, go knock on a neighbor's door, whatever you have to do. If, if he destroys your place, hey. That's better than that's better than him destroying you. And hopefully that doesn't happen, but but seriously, you have to respect yourself and you have to protect yourself. So be open when you want to be open. That's when you're going to be ready in a relationship. This this podcast really took a different turn today than I was expecting. Um I think we're just going to chalk it up as this is part one. And I think next week's going to be part two because we're already running on. Well, according to my thing, we're already over an hour. So if these things were for you, please listen. Honestly, please listen. Especially if that thing about getting out of a bad relationship was for you, please listen. And also if you need, if you want to share this with somebody, share it. Maybe. This podcast might be an instrument to get them out of a very bad situation that they've been in for a long time. And they might really thank you. So, yeah, I think I'm just going to wrap it up on that. Like, you know, life, life is crazy. Life really is an adventure. And it, you only have to get over stuff when you're ready. And nobody else can make you ready. When you're ready, you'll know. But we'll speak, we'll speak to that more, uh, more next week. But thank you guys so much for joining this podcast. And once again, please share it with those people that you feel you can help out. And if you have any specific questions that you'd love to be asked, uh, answered on these, then please um, just reach out to me at the It's Possible Guy on Instagram. I love getting your messages and your feedback. And thank you guys so much for listening. You guys have a wonderful day and go live your adventure. Thank you. Thank you.